Woe to you, O podcast listener, for the poetry sends the head with wrath, because he knows that attention is short. Let him who hath half the brain reckon the number of the podcast, for it is a silly number. Its number is 333. Welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I am merely Keith. Oh. Bereft, cast aside on my own. Widower. <laughs> Excuse me. Not, not quite that bad. No, like the last sock that is left in the washing machine. Yep. Cold and slightly fraying at the edges. And still damp. Full of holes. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, biblical premonitions beside, it's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who, season 14, Blu-ray box set. Ah, yeah. Still waiting as we are for the Blu-ray release of Sylvester McCoy's third and final season. Yep. Originally due out last year, now mm-hmm. BBC Studios have announced the new classic Doctor Who box set, namely season 14, Ooh. Tom Baker the Third. Don't say it in an Irish accent. I don't think that would work. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. The new box set includes such classics as The Deadly Assassin of Death, The Robots of Death, (laughs) and The Talent of Wang Chiang of of Death. death. Um. (laughs) It's also marked the end of an era for Sarah Jane Smith. Of Death. (laughs) And the final season of the celebrated Philip Hinchcliffe-Robert Holmes collaboration. (laughs) Of Death. <laughs> the usual suite of extras are set to appear, including Behind the Sofa, this time with Tom Baker, Louise Jameson, and Philip Hinchcliffe, <laughs> plus Sophie Aldred and Peter Purvis. Why are Sophie and Peter? They, they, they always have. Get, they get uh, oh, oh, yes, yes, they have random, yeah. random companions for the Blu ray box sets. Yeah. A Matthew Sweet interview, this time with producer Philip Hinchcliffe. Mm-hmm. A 5.1 surround up mix on the deadly assassin mm. unique special cool. features including our sarah jane and elizabeth sladen tribute and who's doctor who revisited toby haydock meets the kids behind the very first doctor who documentary hey doc you say hey doc <laughs> i say ho doc let's <laughs> call the whole thing off <laughs> most of the dvd extras are expected to be ported across to what the hell does that mean in english Copied. Thank you. <laughs> the eight-disc box set is currently said to be released on the 20th of April, 2020. But don't hold your breath until then. 
Or you will die! (laughs) Of death. death. (laughs) I'm assuming they had the original documentary on one of the original releases then. The Slayton documentary? No, no, Who's Doctor Who? I don't think so, no. No? It's just kids back in the 70s, 76, whenever this was. I do do remember it. It was, uh, I wouldn't say Panorama, but it was something like those... Nationwide. Thank you. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, Yeah, no, I do remember it. Maybe it has been on one. I I shall have to go back and look at my collection it seems strange them doing a revisited but not doing the visited original <laughs> yeah in which case it probably is on one of the dvds and probably be copied across to yeah the box set too i don't yeah. know i have to say i have ordered this <laughs> me too as, as the only thing missing basically is could we not have somehow sneaked sort of like brain of morbius in on this box I, I set and i'd have been in seven eight years a season too late <laughs> i know it's a yeah. season too late but <laughs> Talents of Wang Chang is worth it on its own. Deadly Assassin is worth yep. it on its own. Robots, Robots of Death. Of death one of my favourites. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, I have said, go on record, if I've got it once, I won't get it again, but mm. I'm sorely tempted. Well, if you don't get it, you're not going to, because they're highly expensive, the old, earlier releases. Yeah, I know, I've seen... Them. Yeah, the, It's already in, uh, I think, the first release, the Logopolis release, is well into three figures. Yeah, mm, I've got all of these on DVD as it is, but these I don't think have been remastered since the original video DVD mm, release. Right. Some of these are very early DVDs, mm, yeah. Some are very early, so it will actually be nice to see them cleaned up and the sound tweaked and that kind of stuff. It, it'll almost look better than it did on our original TVs, to be perfectly mm. honest. But it it's going to yeah. be nice to see yeah. a, a nice clean-up yeah. copy. Well, Especially, I mean, Robots of Death is visually beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that Fair really design. could do some yeah. justice to it. Yes, as I've only just finished uh, sort of purchasing all the DVDs, I mean, I'm, um, <laughs> which ones are going to be released uh, later on this year? I mean, what is it? Um, faceless ones? Uh, what else? Yeah. You know, uh, which other ones? Oh, the Faceless ones is the anime... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, animated. animated, animated. Yeah. Uh, which one is it? Yeah, so there are all... two animated coming out this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just waiting for those to come out on, on DVD. Okay, because yeah, I'm one of those finicky people who likes all oh, those little Blu-rays or all DVDs. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I like a mix because I can burn the DVD down ah. to watch on my tablet as MP4s, mm-hmm. which is totally legal if you're only doing it for your own use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then at home, I can watch the Blu-rays oh, properly yeah. through the Blu-ray player. Superman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> New TV series on the way. Oh, another mm. one. Yes. The CW has announced the next in expensive collection of DC Comics-based TV series, this time featuring a cape-wearing man who shows his underpants. No, not Pertwee. <laughs> and a woman who is fooled by a pair of glasses. <laughs> yes, Superman and Lois has been greenlit for a full series. Oh. Supergirl Superman, Tyler... What's that? Hoechlin, I think. Hoechlin. <laughs> We'll reprise the do-gooding superhero and Elizabeth Tullock will return as that universe's Lois Lane. If this is all sounding a bit Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher, yes, (laughs) then you may not be wrong. It seems there may be a super baby involved too, according to THR. Blimey. Superman and Lois will follow... The iconic characters, they, they deal with stress, pressures and complexities that come with being working parents in today's society. Mm. As of yet, there is no word on if we might expect a special guest appearance by Henry Cavill's CGI upper lip. <laughs> OK. <laughs> you never know, yep. around. Yeah, you never know, yeah. <laughs> Apparently he collects them now, moustaches. <laughs> Better. Yeah. Ah... Uh... 
He underlines his nose, does he? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Either way, expect the series to start transmitting on the CW in autumn 2020. Mm. I have to say, I'm, I watched some of the Lois and Superman with Terry Hatch and that, yeah. and some of it was okay. It was pretty cheesy. It was I, 90s. Yeah, cheesy, yeah. But <laughs> even beyond that, I have never been a massive <laughs> Superman fan. It's just like, you know, truth, justice, the American way. Oh my God, please find me something more interesting. I was so <laughs> much more a, a, a Batman girl because he mm. at least was. Violent. Well, he beat oh. the bad guys up and all this. I'm Superman was just too, too good. Nice. Too, yeah. But I think... He's too the, powerful as well. Well, that oh, was yeah. it. That was a problem they had with the comics, that they made him so powerful, it became difficult for... Every heads. other week, it's yeah. bits of kryptonite. That's and all that it. Again. That's yeah. how they ended up... <laughs> multi-coloured kryptonite. Kryptonite. Red, but green, call it what you will. Pink. I have to yeah. say, this this description of um, a 21st century Lois and angsting over their stress does not really sound... <laughs> Appealing to um, me. If, I'm, uh, if I remember rightly, the last one that the Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher. That was a long time ago. I see that Smallville. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. I'm not m- denying that. But when they introduced the Super Baby, it uh, it cancelled. Everyone lost interest. <laughs> it was cancelled about a year after. Does it wear his nappies outside? It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, because I really like this Superman, this version of Superman, who's been on Supergirl yeah, I, before. And I haven't caught any. I'm sure he so. has. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so which, which one? <laughs> which one? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any of the... Uh, the Crisis on Middle yeah. Earth, yeah. Because uh, they've included virtually every Superman that is possible yeah. to include. Yeah, they have. <laughs> yes, anyway. Any addendums? I have an addendum. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yes, a few days ago, thumbing through that tome of knowledge and wisdom. Oh, God. Right. The Daily Mail. Okay. Ah! Sploosh. <laughs> Exciting. Yes, I stumbled across a rather interesting article about this. Um, no, this young nineteen-year-old guy from Essex. He does this unusual typewriter art. Right. Yes, and um, apparently he can uh, gets commissions yeah, for between one hundred and one hundred and fifty pounds. Okay, I'll do that. And as I say, sort of, he uses sort of various keys for um, sort of lines, various keys for shading. Mm. They've printed some pictures, and they are absolutely amazing because he's quite a big Doctor Who fan. So he's done pictures of uh, Peter Capaldi, David Tennant, Chris Eccleston, Tom Baker, oh. Matt Smith, and Adam's favourite. Clara. <laughs> oh, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, as I mean, it's well worth a look. I mean, they are very good. I mean, sort of considering he's been sitting at a typewriter, sort of rolling the roll and going dink, 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 dink with the keys. Yeah. Mm. Oh, impressive. There should be a link to it somewhere, so yeah, put it in the show notes. I will uh, do. Mm. Uh, I have two-ish addendums. Okay. Addendum the first. Mm-hmm. Fox is no more. Fox. Ooh. Yes. Wish Fox and Tick. Well, well uh, as we know, sort of last year or the other year, Disney bought out 20th Century Fox. Yes, indeed. It is now no longer 20th Century Fox. What is it then? 20th Century. Oh, oh really? Okay. Fox Searchlight is now just Searchlight. Oh, really? <laughs> they have dropped Fox. Maybe because of the Fox News, I don't know. Could yeah. be, could be. You can draw your own <laughs> Bad connotations. connotations for some people, yeah. Yeah, draw your own connotations from that. <laughs> uh, my second addendum is more sort of addendum 30-second recommendation. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, within the last month, the last couple of weeks, The Witcher, all eight episodes have dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have watched it from beginning to end. <laughs> right. It, it is good. Watch it, 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 
Watch it. Watch it. Netflix, mm. right? Netflix, mm. yeah. Okay. Be a few weeks. Mm. And also, I think it may have been mentioned on the Facebook, but also a trailer has recently dropped for Lock and Key, mm. which I think that's showing on the 7th of February, which is, again, the book series I've I've enjoyed immensely rereading it over the yeah. years. And we shall have to review that when it comes out. Yeah, and interestingly enough, the day the Netflix Lock and Key trailer dropped, mm-hmm. somebody put up the entire lock and key fox pilot mm-hmm. back from 2011 mm. and now it's gone again <laughs> I, I watched it i enjoyed it you didn't saw, save it so, yeah saw where it was going but didn't Sh- save it so should have downloaded it <laughs> yeah, i know i know i know so it has the done seal of approval it has the done seal of approval interesting mm. how, they, how they compare yes i'm sure it'd be a copy out there somewhere yeah oh yeah, yeah. Have to take yeah. A look. hello out there land if anyone knows of a copy <laughs> Right. Please send to show at Stacking. <laughs> Sorry. I have one more addendum, but this, but this is a rather sombre one. This oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. You've probably seen the uh, sort of posting that Reese uh, puts up on her Facebook. Yeah, I think you're about to mention what I've got right here. Mm. Oh. Basically, it's in memoriam for uh, Neil Peart's, the uh, former oh. drummer with Rush. Ah. I'd say one of my favourite bands. I mean, I've followed them since I was a teenager. So I've seen them both in the UK and in the US as well. Neil Peart, sort of, he was very influenced in this, well, in the early Rush albums by sort of uh, science fiction and fantasy and one of the culminations of their uh, early works was their uh, sort of seminal album sort of 2112 which is very much a science fiction conceptual album later works sort of dwelt more on sort of of social and humanitarian issues and uh, emotions and the human condition he was the chief lyric writer for rush he was a very literate very articulate and very intelligent person their last album, Clockwork Angels, has very much returned to their roots. I mean, it's a conceptual steampunk album. And um, it's all, when Rush you know, sort of split up, um, sort of Neil Peart went into collaboration with Kevin J. Anderson you oh, know, yeah. the, for the uh, Clockwork Angels uh, novel and the uh, Clockwork Lives uh, collection of um, you know, short stories. He was voted one of the world's best rock drummers and a you know, sad loss to rock music and to uh, the science fiction community as well. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. I have another, another death to announce, which we should have covered last time, but uh, mm. we got missed off. Sid Mead. Oh, blimey. Dead, yeah. Oh. Pivotal designer, designed some of Blade Runner, didn't he? He was involved right, in Tron, yeah. I believe. That's right, yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he died a couple of weeks ago, the age mm. of 86 in California. Mm. So he also worked on Star Trek, Aliens. Mm. Yeah, very much like, um, what's his name, the Star Wars guy? Right from Quarry. Mm. A bit like that, but uh, even more so, probably. Mm. So was he a conceptual artist then? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Mm. But we've put a link so you can find out yep. all about him, all the yeah, stuff he designed. Condolences. Any more? Any more addendums? No, no, I'm addendum no. doubt. We are addendum doubt, so thus endeth the news. listeners we've been watching television yes we have we have we have new tv Mm. what have we been watching dystopian future the mass singer is it um what's his face is it captain jack um i do not know is it oh the listen no it's uh justin hawkins oh right because i I only saw bits of on the ice skating and everyone was absolutely convinced (laughs) that the lizard was captain jack with barrowman have you seen the steampunk hedgehog no. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Excuse me. There is a steampunk hedgehog as one of the contestants. I quite like the uh, idea uh, of the bumblebee. The, the, the counter Sorry. is ticking. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we digress slightly. Digress? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Probably best I don't know. Don't explain. No, no, don't don't go there. Off. Don't go there. Unfortunately, it took me a little while, but I, I know what they're talking about and I'm shuddering. <laughs> Okay. I actually well, haven't seen any of it. It's strangely compelling. We are watching, I have been watching Doctor Who. Ooh, yeah. Pause the music. Orphan 55. 
Pause ja. for Music. Tumpty 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 Okay, this is the third episode. Third mm. of Series 12. Yep. Yes. Yep. Reminded me very much of Aliens and LV-426. Yeah, um, I can yes. see where you're coming mm, from with yes. that. Yep. I did like the start. Yeah, the big I did like tentacle. The fa- no, 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 no. <laughs> the no. big tentacle. I, I, like, I like the fact that they ended up there because Graham had been saving the vouchers <laughs> the with the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's Quite obsessed with food, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and he made the he made the cardinal sin of putting together six perfect squares, which all like lit up. Yes, but he I'd did like... have his speedos on underneath his trousers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd like to point <laughs> out that it was a cold opening for the yes, first two right, episodes. Yeah. We had the little teaser before the credits. But this one, we went straight into it. Mm. Was there a cold? No, I don't think there was. It went credits, then it went straight into the episode, didn't mm. it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. There was no yeah. cold opening, such. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. We had no cold opening. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last two episodes, the two-parter, we had a little. Intro, and then in the next one we had the recap before yeah. the. And now we're back to having no cold opens yeah. again. Which, yeah, anyway, whatever. Anyway, uh, but yeah. yes. So the Doctor's been getting involved with tentacle creatures, apparently. Y- yeah, yeah. During yeah. mating season of that. <laughs> they were mopping oh, the yeah, floor of the TARDIS at the beginning. Yeah, oh, the yes, 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 yes. You, you blanked the tentacle out. <laughs> Very Japanese. <laughs> the tentacle out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't quite get that whole bit. I know it's like something's happened before and we're following yeah, on it's, from it's that. It's the mating season. The adventure stuff. Started in camera. Yep. So, yeah. Mm, yes. Doctor's Mardi mood. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Mardi mood, yes. yes. <laughs> also, I'd like to point out that I've seen this a lot in publicity shots with uh, with group settings and all, all the cameramen and cast, but right. it's the first time we had the table up. Yeah, I a little that. separate table. Yeah, so it actually appears to raise out of the floor. Yeah, because you, really, <laughs> you've got big, you've got big hexagonal crystals, white yeah. crystals that rise up as as tables. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very uh, fortress mm-hmm. solitude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, they put Graham puts his little vouchers mm-hmm. together, and they all get teleported to Tranquility Spa, yep. which looked blooming cold the way their hair was blowing about and they're all trying to stand there going it is hot here we're in a hot they were flipping freezing it filmed in Tenerife so I'm Tenerife. It that cold oh. it did it looked blooming cold windy windy certainly probably not cold but yeah <laughs> yeah a fakation yes. as it turned out to be yes the entire spa was sealed and the holographic yeah, yeah. holographic unit, walls yes. to make yeah. it look like it mm-hmm. continues as, on as Graham kept finding out he bulked his head once yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is nut or whatever he, yeah. he said, yeah. 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 And so why was the place surrounded by an ionic shield? Because it was yeah. in technically a hostile environment. Mm, yes. Yeah. A non-Earth type hostile environment. An, an orphaned planet. Yes. yes. Where yeah. the civilization had basically screwed it up and destroyed the planet. Buggered it up and <laughs> yep. abandoned it. Yep. Yep. So they, yep. on the cheap, built their... Yep. Uh, yeah, going Dutch. away yeah. there, kept the hostile natives at bay. Only things started to go wrong. And yeah, they started Classic to break Doctor in. Yeah. I, things are going. No. <laughs> I liked the idea of the computer virus that can top up oh, to humans. Nice. Was it? Don't worry about the um, hallucinations. hallucinations. Yeah. Yeah. Sit there and suck your thumb until the hallucinations yeah, go yeah. away. <laughs> Ryan in the background trying to bat away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit of comedy there for Ryan. Which is, <laughs> this has had mixed. It definitely has a very mixed. Yeah. Th- more to the negative side, I yeah. would say. But. Oh. Um, 
I I get some of why. I mean, for everyone that hasn't spoiler music, spoiler music. Basically, the planet is Earth. Yeah, yeah they yes. end up having to get outside of the dome to fix everything because one of the members to, is kidnapped. To track down Billy. To track yeah. down Billy. Oh yes, and also, and out. it comes to light that they're actually in Russia. And yeah, we'd screwed it all up, and the planet is now desolated, and these nasty greeblies that are chasing them around of what's left of the human race. Dregs, dregs, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and they make it back, and it ends with a bit of an environmental message. Mm. A bit heavy-handed, I would agree. Mm. But... I, I have to say, I kind of, if you ignore that last, we'll touch on that last five minutes, yeah, yeah. but the rest of the story is pretty much classic Doctor Who. Yeah. It's under siege. Yeah, yeah, it's Tanner, yeah, it's yeah. not Tanner's one, it's um, the yeah, one on the... second Doctor story, you know, you can yeah, <laughs> No, the one on the lighthouse... We end up somewhere, there's a group of people, we're isolated, something nasty, kicking them off. It basically was very classic, you know, you're mm. isolated, there's something nasty in the ducting, only yeah, this time it's outside. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Everything yep. isn't yep. quite... Seas of why death quite yep. getting as slammed as much for 95% of the programme being fairly classic who... Oh, it's very classic. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you yeah. know, narrative is beyond me. To my mind, there was a lot of ideas being thrown at the screen to see what stuck mm. i mean i'm not criticizing but why take billy why not just kill him but apparently it's not were... at all clear why he, yeah. Left yeah. Away. I, I, I was... he was having fun what, what yeah. the heck was I, I wondered <laughs> no i think it was they were having fun they were toying with him they were yeah. toying with him yeah, no, it's not, i'm not sure it's what they that said, didn't but... come across in his no. dialogue because he sounded very happy but perhaps they mm. weren't killing for the most part one or two they probably did who were fighting back most part they were just taking them out yeah. maybe eating them later but not well, killing them well, he, had, he had his own air supply yeah. That's it, die. Oh, that's they right, would yeah. have died pretty quickly once they'd I, I taken them out. I was just wondering out. if he was... I, I think He's there was explained. maybe an idea there that yeah. didn't that got lost mm. in the yeah. edit or the cut. Because yeah. to my mind, it seemed like they had somehow absorbed him. He was still his own entity, but he was being absorbed into something yeah. else. Maybe so we didn't see it. Yeah, that's what I mean, we no. didn't see it. So I'm just wondering if mm. it got lost in the edit. Yeah, that's just, I mean, as I said previously, I mean, I couldn't help but draw comparisons between that and uh, Aliens. Yeah. You've got the soldiers on the base, you know, sort of, you know, the uniforms, the weaponry, even the uh, armoured personnel carrier. Yeah, yeah it looked really good mm. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And you it looked the... like a real prop as well. Yeah. They actually built it. Yeah. Not and just then, CG. I mean, on the negative side, there wasn't a, the, the motive for the girl to destroy the holiday result really was very, <laughs> was very, very weird. My mummy left me and yeah. I don't want fit. I feel terrible about it, so I'm going to blow up everything she ever did. And then and I'll scream and scream. And you know, scream. It really was kind of like, you know, I'll scream well, and scream. It was a, the reason behind it could have been stronger, but ignoring that, the I action and everything else. The reason was kind of it. This her mother's plan wasn't just the base, the spa. It was to terraform the entire world, yeah. mm -hmm. get Earth back on its feet, yeah. effectively. Yeah. But obviously, the daughter hated her mother, so just tried to destroy her dream. Yeah, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it seemed a bit extreme. Yeah. <laughs> a bit heavy-handed. But the, the the eco message at the end, I think part of that it did seem heavy-handed, but also it's in keeping to some extent. Oh yeah, because yeah. Yeah. that's the message was good. That's the message that the, just, the, the youngers, well, the uh, youngers. Oh God. I say now. That's the <laughs> message that a lot of young people now are wanting to hear, are listening to. Thanks to my mind, it wasn't much different <laughs> to the Good doctor mm. in Green Death 
going yeah. on about oh, yeah. ecological yeah, stuff. Thing, it wasn't the new thing. And also the way it was done, I think it's in keeping with now and how the message is put across, etc. It's very direct. It's not necessarily going to sit comfortably on an older generation listening to it because we're going to sit going, oh, we were much more subtly in our day. Yeah. No, we weren't. <laughs> um, we just uh, think uh, we uh, were. Point, point of order, we may have been much more subtler than our day. It hasn't worked. Yeah. You've got to be heavy-handed. Well, yeah, 40-odd yeah. years, is it, since yeah. Green Death? Yeah. More, yeah. maybe? I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. Uh, so have things really improved in that time? Yeah. 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 We ignore light touch. You've got to go in with a fist these days. Mm, yeah. 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 And one thing you did notice right at the very end was the look of horror on all their faces, yeah. mm. realising that this could be a possible fate for Earth. I, I do have a problem with that. This whole, this is a possible future. Yeah. Where did this all come from? Yeah, they, they've changed the rules of time travel again. I don't uh, believe they have. Wibbly I believe wibbly the doctor is just <laughs> spearing them a line to make them feel a bit better. Well, I, 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 okay, it could be a possible future if the doctor goes, goes back and changes yeah. it, be well, a time traveller. But otherwise it's going to happen. I was going <laughs> to say, because the, the, this is where reality and fiction meet. I kind of see why the writer put that in, because if you go back to a David Tennant story, you're watching the end of the world and skinny so-and-so whose name's gone out of my mm. head who's a piece of skin oh Cassandra Cassandra, Cassandra. Yeah. was born on earth now Cassandra yeah. can't have been yeah, born but... on earth as a human if it had looked like that yeah but that's going to be a lot time. later presumably mm. after they terraformed and got it back so it's oh, got to be yeah. terraformed yeah. back and brought in so it, I kind of think this is one of those cases where the writer's gone right we've seen the end of earth in about five different ways to mm. achieve them we've got to make this an alternative no, I think it fits in fine with the, the canon of Doctor already we had all of humanity desert the earth at one point in the Ark ships yeah, and yeah, yeah. Starship the, UK and what have you. That was There's dead. no reason why that, that can't be so And we've was, also yeah. seen the Earth... It was de- We've also mm. seen the Earth destroyed in Pyramids of Mars, but they changed that. That was different, because yeah. they were in the middle of the adventure, went forward to see what would happen if they didn't finish the adventure, effectively. <laughs> so they set things in motion which would have led to that by going back and finishing off the adventure did they stop it happening. So I think that's a different case. Okay. Nipping forward and seeing what the outcome of their changes so far are. I think... This is different, I think. Yeah, I think... I think I'm with you. I think it was more a case of a placation by the Doctor to yeah. the distress that the idea was causing her companions mm. than it was a, a viable yeah. possibility. And it could be that they will go back, be left on Earth at some point and somehow avert it themselves. Yeah. Being they're now time travellers, they can do that. But I don't think it will. But I didn't think this was... So far, this wasn't necessarily the strongest no. of the stories. No, no, no. Yeah, admi- but this wasn't a ruddy, awful one yeah. that I didn't oh, want to see again to some people. Admittedly, we're only three episodes in it's the weakest episode so far oh yeah but I still enjoyed it. I, yeah, I'm not going to... So, yeah. you know, the other two were really very good, so yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily yeah. a yeah, um, damning statement. It, so yeah, yeah, it's the weakest because we're only three and the first two were so good, as you yeah. say. It's not... Yeah. And that's not a case... I hate that. I have no. no problem with it. I, my reaction to this is quite a lot of my reaction to Fear Her. Yeah. Fear Her yeah. got, has got damned. And, yeah. and I, I must admit, I have a hard time with Fear Her. It just feels like nothing much is happening a lot of the time. <laughs> Here, I don't think you can... Play yeah. nothing's oh, yeah. happening. Yeah. I think this is this is very much a Marmite episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's either it, yeah. you like it, I won't say love it, yeah. you either like it or yeah. hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's mm. either, yeah, it's okay, I quite enjoyed that, or mm. this is the worst thing. <laughs> I'm never watching it again. <laughs> <laughs> I had some good moments, like, 
Death, Love and Monsters. The, the Doctor's line, I think, is, is a classic. If I had crayons and half a can of Spam, I could make you from scratch. <laughs> oh, I like <laughs> that one. That was a good line, that was. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was it with uh, Hyphen 3? Is she a deliberate homage to Bath from Spaceballs? I think it's a mention of Cassandra, you know, uh, proto-humans and human-ish. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. There is also, I don't know if it's actually the case or not, there was a dystopian book written about the future Earth called Orphan, I think it was 45 or 43, and that was also set in Russian area. And there's, it's not been said formally, but there's a lot of people muting. Whilst that may not be an influence, there may be a homage to that That sounds like too close to to be a coincidence. Orphan 45. I I think it's Orphan 45. I I might be wrong on the number, but it was Orphan... 69. No, it wasn't that. (laughs) It was was an Orphan. If it was was Russian, sort of set in Russia, it might be sort of uh, Stanislav or something like that yeah could be and this is written by Ed Heim I think you did It Takes You Away last year yeah yeah. last year so you did last year two years ago yeah <laughs> last season yeah no, I thought it was quite good I did think once they ventured out it started to not get dull but I don't know it was a lot of running around at that point yeah it started to lose the plot a bit once they went out and then came back mm. but yeah, well, what were those things on their nose I mean I suppose that, you know, I suppose they were supposed to be the um, oxygen sort of masks yeah. it looks like those strips you put on your nose to stop you yeah. snoring yeah. yeah it does a bit <laughs> yeah well there's a two pastor isn't there the thing yeah. on the arm yeah mm. yes which I think is probably delivering the oxygen I think the thing on the nose is probably drawing it to their face to ah. their mouth to their nose yeah is what I'd guess they didn't explain it either, but I did like the "What's Left of the Human Race." <laughs> oh, they were—they mm. looked very. The d- people yeah, the dregs, commented you know, about them being in kind of like puffy suits. I didn't think it was no. puffy. I thought it looked quite almost. Vain. Like, uh, where they've done these things where they strip the skin off and yeah. you just see the muscles mm. underneath, yeah. almost oh, like yeah, that. They, all... they were frightening. Mm. I can see that there were some kids that would have had nightmares with them. And I <laughs> think with a little bit of different lightning, lighting, I think there would have been a lot of adults that could have had yeah. nightmares <laughs> with them. They were properly nasty. Oh, good grief. Oh. Yeah. But yet, they were humanoid in shape, which they should have been. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They were quite gradual in their reveal of them as well. They didn't just show them immediately no. got there's bits first of all you didn't see them at all it's got noises and stuff then you saw little glimpses yeah I thought it was well done so yeah I thought it was okay it's quite good yeah. mm, yes. not excellent no not bad watchable but, uh, mm, yeah yes. definitely watchable yeah shame we haven't got to be here for the other side tell us what they hated about it I'm sure our listeners will be able to tell us what they mm. hated about it yep. if they wish to email us at show at staggering stories dot net <laughs> And now for something to literally sink your teeth into, dear listeners. <laughs> oh, no, it was a really bad pun, that was. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching Dracula. Which one? Which version? Which version? Yes, this is the uh, Stephen Moffat. The vast toffee a- MN, MN that yep. And was. Mark Gatiss version yes. of Dracula. Ooh. <laughs> 
this was on over Christmas. Over Crimbo, yes. Um, Three episodes. No, it's New Year's Day, well, second well, January, third of yeah. January. But yeah, so the Christmas period, yeah. kind of. Three three episodes, each an hour, about an hour long. Hour and a half. Hour and a half, actually. Same, yeah. same format as, as uh, Sherlock. Yeah. Yes. Same production team, yeah. for the most part. You can see that. Yeah. I mean, the production values are very high. I think. Oh, they yeah. are. Yes. Yeah, they put a lot of money into it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Got a great cast for it. Yes. Yes. So what happened? Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely all, an interesting take on it by the time we get to the end. Yeah. All I can say is I thoroughly enjoyed the first episode and seven eighths. <laughs> <laughs> but I... then, like the Demeter, my heart sank. Oh, <laughs> like the bowl of petunias, I thought, <laughs> oh no, not again. <laughs> Shall we break this down? The first yeah. episode. First episode, the first yes. episode is quite a faithful retelling of the, yes, the very first, much so, most yes. of the book, I think, isn't it? Mm. They're, they're kind of. In the but spirit of. In, it's in, in the, the spirit In of. the book, you don't have Dracula for most of the book, to be perfectly no, honest. No. I've got to admit, well, for most of the time, he's portrayed as a wizened old man. Yeah. I quite liked with the first episode the idea idea of Van Helsing being a the nun. nun. Yes. I, ha- I have no problems with Who that. Who is totally disillusioned with the yeah. church. And I loved <laughs> yeah. her line about, As, yeah. <laughs> I'm an average 48 woman in a, in a loveless, loveless marriage. marriage. Yeah. In order to keep a roof over my <laughs> right. head. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely classic. <laughs> yeah, she was really good, actually. Yeah. Uh, that was Donnie Wells, apparently, mm, playing yes. uh, Van, the Van Helsing. Uh, it's it's yeah, two I characters. Think, I think they got the story a little bit sort of mixed around because uh, oh, me, yeah. Mina was supposed to be uh, reincarnation of Dracula's Formula Love. No, not in the original book. Oh, that yes. is the Bram Stoker film. Ah, uh, the Fort Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> yeah, that's because they gave him an origin story in that. In originally, Mina was just um, Jonathan Harker's boyfriend, uh, no. boyfriend girlfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they're, um, they're advanced for that time. They? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Van Helsing is a combination of two characters because there was uh, a sister Agatha in the book. Ah, she's only okay. she's only very briefly mentioned because oh, I, I think she's the one who wrote the letters to Mina. Right. Okay. Mm. So yeah. they sort of combined those two characters. Yeah. I did love the whole interplay between her and Jonathan Harker and how it slowly materialises yes. that he is one of the undead. undead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was curious, because you never see where Dracula bites and feeds the blood back, he's just being bitten by him mm, enough yeah. to make you undead, he doesn't need to feed you yeah. back, or do you not become a vampire till you have fed? Because Jonathan mm. Har- Harker isn't really a vampire, he's an undead He's just a walking, point. talking yeah. corpse. Yeah. So is it fed because on the blood of He hasn't, no. because at one point he does get the fangs, so maybe mm. it's not till he... Eats that he yeah, then becomes a vampire. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's clearer mm. than I understood, but yeah. But then his blood is used later on mm. about Helsing and yes. Well, that's it. I mean, it's basically on, a reversal but... of the old biblical sort of verse: "Or you know, drink of my blood, and you shall live forever." You are what you eat. <laughs> well, yeah. I did like sidestepping slightly. I did like that fact that how can I put it? That he assimilates the people he's been. Mm. Yeah, so nice right yeah. The knowledge, the memories, the he's like beliefs. a vampiric Borg. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. even when on the boat, when he wants to learn German, he yeah. absorbs that lad's stutter for a yeah. moment oh, as right. well. Yeah. But th- there was some lovely interplay at the monastery. Yeah, I'm undead, but I'm not unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah, some good uh, Moffaty lines mm. in there. Yes, but it, it, I thought the first part of it really, whilst not being slavishly faithful no. to the book, mm-hmm. caught the. 
captured the, the essence the more yeah. than yeah. a lot of the movies have done. Oh yeah, flavour. Yeah. But they also went back to I can't remember the name of the castle, but the exterior shots. No, Whitby Abbey. No, the exterior shots of the castle in Transylvania ah. was the exterior shots for the castle that they used in Nos- Nosferatu, the first ever. Mm, yes, oh, really? Yes. Yeah, they, they'd gone... Doesn't surprise me at all. ...gone out on location. <laughs> all the interior shots were in the studio. Right. But mm. the exterior shots in the cu- was, is around the Nosferatu yeah. castle. Yeah. I can't for the life of me remember the name of it. That was it, in the Mike Gatiss Gattis yeah. documentary. Yeah, yeah, we, it's, all, yeah. We also, it's on the an escarpment. We sorry. also find out that the Count's sexual tastes are rather ambivalent to yes. say the least. Well he's been <laughs> I mean, knocking around long enough to yeah. have well, you know, developed a well, 51st yeah. century sort of vampire. Yeah. <laughs> no as I say I mean his his bride and his bridegrooms <laughs> yes. as, I mean one thing that did make me laugh was uh, the baby that was being fed to that you know was being fed to that woman in the uh, in, in the box. In, in the box. Oh, yeah, I'm the baby sorry, but... turned into a vampire. I no keep... it just reminded me of Chucky. I mean that's... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the most uh... Advanced. <laughs> uh, the, the first episode, I had a lot of. Yes. I just thought, oh, I Ooh, really I like, do this. like this. Yeah. And then we set sail. This is by far my favourite episode. I've seen because we've yeah. then yes. the, the second episode was, if I suppose we're talking about it. In some ways, it's like Orphan and Fifty Five and like Alien. The second episode was there's a group of people <laughs> alone on a ship. Yep. With a killer, it really was a horror story yep. for the whole episode. Oh, blimey, it yeah. was wonderful. Yeah, um, based on death, death mayhem, gore, gore. Yeah. <laughs> Interjecting slightly, um, I say going back to various Dracula films. One I remember watching back in the seventies had uh, Jack Palance's Dracula. <gasps> Yes, and that yes. was a very good film. Actually, yeah. I did thoroughly enjoy that. I liked on this one. You, I thought he was in room nine. Yeah, mm. and again, that slow yeah. playing out of yeah. what's going yeah. on with Agatha. Yeah. yeah, where where are they? Yeah. Personally, I loved the reveal, the camera pull out yes. to the castle nine oh, when right. the camera pulled out yeah. and yeah. all the walls are in the shape of a nine. Mm. Oh, <laughs> speaking of the number nine, there is a reason why it's room number nine on the ship. God. I got. A, I think I know. Yes. Yeah, it's by the way, I saw tributes to Reese Shearsmith and um, oh, oh, inside, inside, inside number, number nine. nine. Yes. Right, oh, okay. No, <laughs> three plus three plus three. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> i do with our podcast. It's, it's to the rest <laughs> of the League of Gentlemen. Mm, yeah. Yes, yes, I did like that little tip of the hat. Oh. It's great fun at who done it. Yeah, mm, when you yes. know, who you know, it <laughs> all the accusations are flying around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a bit like a Colombo, but uh, yeah. Yeah. still on their murdering spree is happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get to enjoy that, and sort of like as Agatha becomes conscious both mm. in an unconscious state and a conscious state yeah. so to speak <laughs> and yeah. also the fact that uh, when they are going to kill the vampire they've got agatha strung up okay yes i am a vampire setting me hanging me won't kill me i'll come back for each of you yes. <laughs> and uh sasha dewan has been uh, a busy boy yes. hasn't he yeah, yes. yeah the master the yeah. master and uh yeah what was her saying stroke the master stroke <laughs> the doctor yeah. he's been yeah he's been the doctor the master <laughs> two days on the first of january he's O. yeah then the master the day after he's uh on the demeter yes mm-hmm. morning mentioned this one but wasn't it a great set mm-hmm. thick yeah, and solid really, oh, yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah i wonder how much it was really a ship uh, no, if any of it watching the documentary they rebuilt they built a ship in the studio really so even yeah. on the deck it's all yeah mm-hmm. and i liked the lighting on it because most of it is obvious where it's not set at night because he makes a fog so the sunlight yeah. can't come through yeah. so we mm. can walk around in the daytime yeah. but i did like the lighting on it the lighting was 
it would have been very easy to make everything visually dark to make yeah. it dark, but it wasn't. A lot of the lighting was very, very subdued, subdued, and, yeah, not but not lightning. dark. Mm, it yeah. was, was diffuse, diffuse light, and speaking. you could see what was going on. Speaking of the lighting, I mean, so one scene I did enjoy where um, Jonathan Harker is up on the balcony of one of the uh, towers in Dracula's castle, mm-hmm. and Dracula sort of lays down his cape in the shadow. Oh, so yeah. He, mm. yeah. Yeah, I say he can walk out. Well, as long as it's not direct sunlight, yeah. he can oh, yeah. walk about in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, just direct sunlight. Yeah, that, that's that's according to the book as well. Yeah. And I, I did love the little bit with the Duchess, <laughs> where he danced with her when she yes. was a child. Yes, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. then he danced with her again, and the whole memory back. Uh, and did anyone recognise who yes, she was? Space nineteen ninety nine. She was Catherine. Mama. Oh, Catherine, really? Schnell. Catherine Schnell, thank you. Yes, oh. Oh, blimey, I, I knew. I thought I recognised the first one, and I looked it up. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I thought that that was lovely, where mm. she recounted, and it. Yeah. I just felt he was very. Te- you knew he was going to kill but, her. Yeah. yeah. But he was very tender yeah. about the way he did it and mm. taking that memory back for her. Yeah. And he got the feeling mm. she was coming to the end of her mm, life as well. Right. Anyway, at that point. But all, yeah. as it turns out, all the people. All the passengers on the boat have been selected by Mm, him. For a reason. Their skills. Yeah. yeah. With a a slightly tip of the hat to the master, i.e. the name of their employer. Mm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So it it was to educate him for coming to the new land. But I did love Mm. his line with, I can't wait to bite the necks of some atheists. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because everyone is so God-fearing. One thing I did like at the start of the episode was the uh, the false beginning. You see the captain in his cabin Mm. and the first mate bursts in, sort of saying, he lurches in, sort of saying, where's where's my hand? And uh, You've got the thing Mm. pulling across the But as is the one, not everything goes well. No. And the ship doesn't make it to its destination. And Dracula ends up in a box in the bottom of the sea. Mm. And then we have the third episode. (laughs) Well, there's quite a cliffhanger at the end of that thing. This this is where it hit the buffers for me. (laughs) I thought it was a novel twist for the end of the second episode. My heart sank. (laughs) (laughs) Literally like the Demeter. Doesn't in the book it crash into the shoreline? It it crashes into uh, Whitby. It grounded itself. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Whitby. The boat survives. It doesn't get destroyed. It's just got the captain lashed dead mm. lashed to the steering wheel right that's, that's right I just saw the end and I thought oh no <laughs> I, I don't know because they did such a great job with Sherlock bringing yeah. that to modern day that, that was the thing I mean sort of, that was where it clashed for me they should have either sort of set it all in the past or all in the present day, like Sherlock. Not sort of juxtapositioning sort of two time zones. I don't know. I didn't mind that at all. Uh, I, no, I, just, I, I must admit, I had mixed feelings. It did phone me for a moment when he gets up onto the shore. Mm. There's a bright light. There's helicopters, yeah. and I'm like, uh, and it's <laughs> Agatha's descendant, and I'm mm. like, what's going on? And then they explained about how he's lived. Yeah. I did feel there was a slight of torturewood element, Harkness Foundation, mm. and all that kind <laughs> oh, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, developing secret bits. <laughs> some pieces I think I would have liked it if it hadn't ended the way it did. Well, feeding okay. on, yeah, feeding on her blood. The fact yeah, that he, yeah. he commits suicide, yeah. effectively. Yeah. Does he, though? I like the whole... Well, Is he almost, dead? 
I like Is that he how... because everything else, he just learned everything else had just been psychosomatic effectively. Yeah. He can walk mm. into the sunlight. Yeah. He can yeah. hold a cross, look at a cross. But it's all in you... his mind. Is it any different with the blood? No yeah. reason why it should be. Mm. Mm. I'm not sure. It's for me. It... Presumably he's never died from yeah. drinking any of his blood before. Yeah. <laughs> I think he died of shame more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. But the thing, the thing is, if he, if he is dead, dead or if mm. he hasn't, it's that decision. Mm. Why? Yeah. Why do you suddenly decide? Now was the time to end it. It, it, because, it, suffer, yeah. it suffered from a problem, for my mind, with many a Moffat story, is I've got to end it now, so I'm going to get the character to change his mind. Yeah. Mm. Didn't he actually yeah. taste her blood and virtually yeah. spit it out? Yes. Well, he so, threw it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he will have so he, he, he will have ingested at some point in the past the blood of someone that was dying, and basically mm. this is poisonous and got rid of it. Well, instantly. he spit out, didn't like the taste, and mean it would have killed him. As improperly killed him, stone dead, never coming back but I don't know it could go either way if they wanted to bring it back they could mm. although rumour currently has it they're going to do Frankenstein next because mm. there's a clue in the uh, bit where Renfield is doing the crossword puzzle yeah. mm. oh, yeah. there's yeah. a clue in there which yeah. suggests Frankenstein mm. there, there was, yeah there was the Frankenstein Dracula is my master <laughs> yeah. my master yeah. it, it really felt like to me that Mark Gattis had written part one to Steve Moffat mm. had written part three I don't know if that's how they've done it but it just had yeah. that feeling of someone who Think. really knew their way around classical horror and then someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, I did feel like it was probably more Mark Gatiss mm. writing it, but probably not, because we always think of Gatiss as being the one who's into the, the horror. And yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any particular reason why Moffat isn't as well. Was, oh, sorry. Going back to the throw, throwaway lines, I mean, um, the final confrontation in Dracula's apartment, yeah, where Van Helsing brings in the young, sort of a young man with her, and right. he says, oh, I'm glad you brought a bottle to the party. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was uh, Dr. Stewart. Mm. Mm. It's the names because you also had uh, Quincy, who who was barely in it mm. at the at the funeral. Lucy Weston, rush. She was just an airhead. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not quite sure what he saw in her. Yeah, well, it's a certain such a sophisticated ex- vampire. <laughs> to a certain extent, she was a bit of an airhead in the original book. Mm. Yeah, she had yeah. she had the three suitors: uh, mm-hmm. Doctor, oh God, Doctor Jack Stewart, uh, Quincy Jones, and Lord Raven. All oh, right, Lord mm. Ravencroft. Anyway, she had three three people who was after her for marriage in the original mm. book. Oh, right. and, and part of me can, because to an extent, he's been asleep for the last 175 whatever years. 123. 23 years. And most of the eligible female lunches he would have encountered... Lunches. <laughs> ...are going to have been screaming peasant girls or what have you because they know who he is. Mm. And you've got someone here... Who's not afraid of him? Very similar to to so, Agatha to an extent, yeah, so. who you can see is attracted to. She's not afraid of him. She's not afraid of life. She's and to us, she seems like a bit of an it. But to him, she must seem so totally different and mm. strong from the kind of women. Us, it sounds yeah, terrible but, that he's been hanging around with. But, 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 yeah, what, what would he absorb from her to watch Love Island and? Uh, <laughs> well, certainly to how to handle technology and phones. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, because you've got scripts with those. Yeah. yeah. One of my problems with this one is the almost ludicrous faux pas of the internet password. 
Okay. In, in the base, he had a tablet. He got oh, hold of okay. yes. yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, what's the what's the network? Uh, the password for the internet. Oh, to correct. be fair, mm. as I said, they didn't really expect him to ever return. Uh, they were yeah. just yeah. going through the motions, taking taking the money, having a bit of fun on their secret base. They didn't really <laughs> think it would happen. Yeah. Um, I like the little touches. Like they can't break his skin, but he could yeah. with his nails yes. and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, also, we had a return of the, the Moffat idea of people can be conscious when they're dead, mm-hmm. particularly if they've yeah. been interfered with by a vampire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the Children cremation demise, is such yeah. a yeah. bad thing and the buried people screaming. Mm. Yeah, all in all, I enjoyed it. I did find the, sec- the third episode jarred slightly mm. against jarred, the first two. <laughs> um, and I was a little disappointed with how it actually yeah. ended, but I loved Agatha in it. Yeah, I liked good. him. I thought he yeah. was very good. As well, he had the right air of Clace Bang. Yeah, he had the right air of villainy, but also at the same time being very yeah. Yeah. You could see how he would seduce both men and women into as I said said last time. He reminded me of of a sadistic David Walliams. And as I say, Clace Bang, it's just a shame his first name wasn't Sillit. I mean, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm the real Count Dracula! <laughs> but yeah, his accent and everything, his British mm, accent yeah. was impeccable. He would oh, never have yeah. He's Danish, apparently. Mm, that's yeah. right, yeah. I reckon he must have a really sort of pristine kitchen and bathroom, though. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all in the all, I didn't think it was too bad, even though it did frighten one of I, my colleagues at work. <laughs> yeah. I loved the first two episodes, but after that, I was bitterly disappointed. Uh, I didn't mind the third. It didn't reach the heights of the first. Too, yeah, no. definitely, definitely, definitely not. Particularly the second one. I love the second one. No. Yeah, the first was, one felt no. a little dragged out. I liked the, the Tardis-like way they did the castle. Oh, yes. Yeah, mm. yeah. The, all the corridors, twisty yeah. and turny, yeah. and the staircase. Yeah, I think that's general conclusion. Really, is one and two were were good, stro- one and excellent, two were sumptuous. Three, no. three. <laughs> okay, not so much. <laughs> no. Why? Oh, why can't the BBC or just do a straight adaptation? That's boring. It's the war it's of the bo- world. It's well, the war back of the world yeah, syndrome. Exactly. Go back and read the book again. Yeah. Get something new. Take a new take. What's the point of if you wanted that, then you may go back and see the remake of Psycho, mm, which was a right, shot yeah. for mm, shot, shot remake, remake yeah. dialogue mm. for dialogue. What was the I, point? I, I yeah, but it, it was just these... the it was just the way the plot and the script just went off at a complete a, tangent. A lot of the... these things haven't been done true to the books in the first place. Um, let alone go off the tangent. Yeah. A lot of them I have never think... actually been done true to the books. I don't oh, think no. Dracula has ever been done no. true to the books. It's always been added, changed, or tweaked somehow. And, and, There's probably an audio version or something like that. And there is an element of me that I'm with Andy to some extent on this, you know, with Agatha Christie's, and they completely change who Mm. the murderer is. And there's a part of me that says, if you want to be a murder mystery writer, go and write a murder mystery. Mm. There is a reason why those books were so popular. It's because the writer got it right the first time. (laughs) I hate Agatha Christie. She's boring. Yeah, but if you love Agatha... I agree with you on that, yeah. But if you love it, it's loved because Mm. it was done... Yeah, I use Agatha Christie because that was it. But whatever it is, if you want to do a total rewrite, there is a part of me that says if you're not bringing anything new to it, why not go and do your own bit? 
they, well, they are doing something new. Like Sherlock, for example. Mm. That's, that's Sherlock works. Very it different works, take yeah. on Sherlock yeah. Holmes. But they took a lot of inspiration from the originals, a lot of plot elements. Mm, yeah. And it turned out really well, particularly it, the first two seasons. It was just... <laughs> the fir- after that, I loved the first two episodes. It was just the complete sort of being I'm, thrown forward in time, yeah. 137 years. That is what spoiled it for me. If they'd set it all in the late 18th, 19th century, I would have loved it. I yeah. did so much spoil it for me. It just jarred slightly mm. in how it ended and that and it just felt a little bit too rushed i thought it was an interesting twist a delightful twist something mm. i didn't expect however they didn't fulfill in the promise of that twist mm. yeah. yeah yeah i think yeah. that's it yeah. yeah i mean the point i'm putting across is they should have either set it entirely in the late 19th yes. century or in the modern day as Do you Sherlock. Said. yeah as you said but personally i was happy with what, mm. it, what well, fair what enough happened. yeah mm. well if any listeners have any ideas any comments on it you know what to do yep. Yep. write to us at show <laughs> at staggering stories dot <laughs> Dear listener, we've Mister. been watching in some more TV. Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sports, but I was going to string them along. Pull some music. <laughs> Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Oh, 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 it's Nikola Tesla. Dear listeners, you'll have to excuse Jean us for a little while while Jean fangirls. Oh my God, I fangirled. <laughs> <laughs> I, she, I love... She's having a nerdgasm. <laughs> there were so many references that yeah, I suspect yeah. if people yeah. don't know anything about Nikola Tesla will not have get got. And I just loved it. <laughs> Not true stories, okay, but I love making a And that's it. Thank you very much, listeners. <laughs> okay, Gene, what happened? What? I can't remember a lot. <laughs> you seen the go, Nicola Tesla, Nicola Tesla. I did for the first few moments. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will say the lead actor for this was Goran, and I do apologise yes. to him, yeah. it was Goran that man Vish- from Timeless. Vishnik, yeah. who was in Timeless. Mm. I, he played uh, the villain for the first season and... Yeah, the hero uh, for the second season. And the hero yeah. for the second mm. season. Oh, really? Yeah. And yeah. apparently... He swapped sides. Yes. Apparently was delighted well, he's to, to get the part because he also is an admirer of Mr. Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> there was some lovely little bits in this because he, he is a character historically who we owe so, so much yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he did invent remote radio controls. He did come up with the first X-ray, his proposals for things that we now think of Instagram yeah. and all the rest of it. But he just was... The doctor was right. He was lousy at business. Yeah. Mm. But I did love Ryan's comment... Is he named after the car? The <laughs> <laughs> other way around, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it starts in New York. Um, most of, if anyone doesn't know, most Niagara of what Falls, they, they base this on, the Niagara Falls generator and the Waldencliffe Tower, 
these are actual real yeah. events, historical events, and you can read up about them. Mm. And he was doing ACDC electricity, as we have mm. now, where you had the AC current and DC the current. current they, wars. The current Edith, wars. Edison. Mm. Yep. Filmed about that a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And the whole thing at Niagara is correct about the generators and all the rest of it. Only sure. I'm not quite sure alien tech started <laughs> to bugger it yeah. up for him. Well, that's Doctor Who for you. Yeah, it's a slight 90 degrees to reality. Yeah, again, we got a Doctor Who historical, which isn't a pure historical. No. Can't quite do that anymore, it seems. It's a bit of a shame, because the villains, the aliens in this, aren't all that. No. Not really. No. The much more interesting part is the Edison and yeah, the, Tesla. Yeah, the, the, the frisson between yeah. those two. The feud, yes. Alien in this. I can't remember what they called. Reminded me so much of a Skithra. the Skithra. Mm. Reminded me so much vocally, visually of the Queen of Ragnos. Yes, yeah. it was a cheap this. version oh, of Ragnos. Yeah. She yeah. even had that same slur mm. to the voice. Yep. Well, yeah. it's probably more to do with the uh, the teeth. Yeah. It might, it might be, but you would have thought they <laughs> yeah. could have then done something augmented with the sound of the voice. Oh, they could have redone. And I appreciate that there are a lot of programs that feature humans, and the human monsters all look very similar and sound similar because they're humans. But it's more noticeable when yeah. it's a bug, yeah. <laughs> so to and speak. Maybe they're meant to be related to species. Maybe they're some kind of descended from the Ragnos. Yeah, offshoot. Because the Ragnos were at the beginning of time, weren't they? So yeah, so that's a couple of decades after. And it was played by... Uh, the Ronnie. The Ronnie the came back. Oh. Well, Ronnie, Ronnie. From, <laughs> from Sarah Jane Avengers. Yeah, Ronnie from Sarah Jane Avengers. Ronnie. Yes. Yeah. Angie Mahindra. Yes. Who's uh, lost her looks, rather. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's sort of having a head two or three times the size of its natural yeah, head. Yeah, that could be it. You didn't find out for a while why these possessed bodies, for one, of a better word we're trying mm. to get hold of Tesla and there is a the, I love the bit that you're strung along that they were actually trying to retrieve a green hovering the little orb, ball, orb. orb that yeah. Tesla have found <laughs> and it, it slowly becomes apparent that actually he's who they're yeah. after yeah. they said that orb yeah to I, I, information I do was. like the fact that um I gotta admit from the first couple of minutes first five minutes I was completely left-footed because I'm sitting there thinking that's a Silurian gun I'm sure that's a Silurian it looks it like it a Silur- and it was a Silurian gun but it wasn't Silurian <laughs> yeah yeah turns out that there's some parallels with Edison yeah uh, in that this alien race comes along and they, they steal tech. <laughs> yeah. Very much Edison. Sorry, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like this one in the fact that they gave uh, Yasmin something to do. I know she was a Never bit in all from 50, but that whole. She's had more to do this season. She's had a lot more brought in. But I thought the the lovely scenes between her talking to Edison, sorry, talking to Tesla, and then when they end up on the ship. Yeah. She didn't have Ryan with her. She didn't have any... She actually had... She was on her own. Yeah, she had a bit of a substantial part on her own in it. Mm. And I thought that was quite nice to see. Yeah, this season particularly, if they're going to favour a companion it seems to always be Yaz yeah. which is probably them trying to make up for, for last, last season, season. Yeah. but it does seem to me that this season so far we haven't had much of any of the companions really no, really, Yaz no. has had yeah. the forefront but even then yeah. it's more about the Doctor yeah and we've had a, uh, again a few nice one-liners from Graham occasional one-liners from Graham but <laughs> nothing substantial That's, really. no, it, no. he's not really got any character arc this season or anything not, like no. that I, well, I can't say as I object to that because I really no, did get fed me. up when it became the Clara Oswald show with the touch mm. of the 
the Doctor yeah. in it. It is Doctor Who. The companions are there. Yes, they are our viewpoint into it and they help with the plot. And I think you don't want to leave them by the by, but you can't also have it where they are the lead and the Doctor's following. I don't care yeah. what gender, what age or anything. The Doctor has to be the lead because they're the one that this is the universe that happens to yeah, them all the time. Doctor last season got the short shrift, I think. Yeah. And that made the entire programme suffer a bit because people weren't sure about uh, Bataka's Doctor throughout the entire season because she just didn't get those moments that she should have done. Yeah. I think she, this time she really is. I think she's getting a, a lot more to do and I'm really liking what she's doing with it. I thought I liked the bit where she tricked them into taking the orb so she could get the Queen back up onto the ship. Yeah. yeah. And that was nicely played yeah. as well. Yeah. Very kind of like, yeah, no, no, you can't. Actually, I was tricking you all along. <laughs> yeah. There was a nice parallel here between her and Tesla as well. Yes. Kind of kindred spirits. Yeah, sort of recognising. Inventors, although the Doctor doesn't tend to invent so much as bodge things together. Get that. Yeah. yeah. But- yeah, very Same Heath, idea, Heath Robinson. Right? Yeah. yeah, with uh, Edison wandering around making a note of everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He doesn't come out of it too well. He doesn't. <laughs> I suspect there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, the, I, he was a lot like that in real life. It's just, he wasn't so much of an inventor as a, he, a patenter. He did had his moments. But he yeah. he yeah. Had, did have his moments. He tended to purchase, and I'm using that word loosely because some of it was purchased and some of it was nefariously acquired, mm, yeah. patents or tweak them enough yeah to change them but that workshop he was kind of like the money behind and the ideas but he would employ scientists so it's a bit like smith klein and beecham now as a company if a mr smith klein and beecham existed they don't actually make the chemical compounds or come up with the the, they have scientists and it it was that first corporation that builds and has lots of people but it's all in his name so there's a load of stuff in edison's name but it really should be seen more as an edison company than an edison person edison Best way to sum it up is I think Tesla was the last of the true science geniuses, the one who yeah. built it, created it, marketed it from beginning to end. Yeah. Well, Edison was the future, i.e. the corporation. Yeah, the yeah. big mega corp. Yes. Yeah. 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 And greatly played by Robert Glenister too. Yes. Oh, yeah. he returned to Doctor after 40 years. Something like that. Caves around Zani, clearly. Yeah. 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 And he captured that character. He didn't have him as a no, you know, massage twirling villain. No. No. He, he was a cold-hearted businessman, yes. Yeah. But, yeah, you could understand where he's coming from to an extent. He, he was there to make the money. He didn't really care about the tech, particularly. No, no. I thought it was, there was quite a lot of truth in the character, how they portrayed it. He, yeah, as you say, he wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't a good guy. He was just a businessman. But I liked the fact that they could also show he understood and he knew how to ga- play the, the political and the publicity oh, yeah. game. That yeah. Every moment he got. And, and the, fo- the <laughs> thing that, yeah, she's trying to clear the street. Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. just picks up the paper and goes, he's going to fire! He's, <laughs> yeah. He stoked this fear. Yeah. So that when it turned he it to his advantage. That, yeah, it, it serviced advantage. him in it the long run. Yeah. Yeah. situation, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's yeah. one thing... A clever that, man, but not for tech. <laughs> yeah. One thing that uh, fake Keith pointed out oh, yeah. is the fact that in Spyfall, Ada Lovelace and... Nor. 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 Something can't. Yeah. Got their minds wiped at the end of it. Whereas yeah. Tesla and Edison still didn't although the other thing about that too i think the only reason why because they didn't see the future they might have got hints of the future they weren't taken to the future to see it but they were taken into the tardis they were but which alien tech ada and yeah the difference i would say also at that point ada lovelace hadn't written 
any of the computer program or thought about the computer program. I know where Tesla was in his yeah. life cycle of invention by that point. Yeah. There wasn't a lot more he was going to be developing. So mm-hmm. it was almost like, I won't say he'd reached the pinnacle, yeah. but the foundations for everything he was going to be doing. promoting and doing, etc. He'd done wireless power at Colorado Springs. He'd shown that you could actually have, I suppose that's like we do with our mobile phones, he'd actually lit light bulbs up that were like 100 yards away from the power generator mm. in the ground. With no so connection. With no connection. He'd already proved that. So the fundamentals were there. It just hadn't been developed. So I think there wasn't anything... To destroy, because yeah. he okay. hadn't come up on the... I'm just pointing out... And that's out, Redison. I mean, yeah, he'd, he'd have nicked it, but he still needed to find out how it worked <laughs> in the first place. I do... <laughs> I wouldn't say he wouldn't have walked out with the blueprints <laughs> for the TARDIS if he could have got hold of them. I <laughs> do love the tower, the power tower. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, they had on National Geographic okay. searching for the location the of that. Cliff tower, yeah. Oh, yes. really? Okay. Yeah. It got, so, it got pulled down for scrap metal to pay off Tesla's debts. Hmm. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, re- I know they didn't use it. I still wanted them to use a Tesla coil at some point. <laughs> yeah. I thought they've got to use a Tesla coil because they, they the had beginning? the cage. I suppose they did a little bit, but there not that a, much. There was a kind of lightning behind his head yeah. in yeah. the opening scene, wasn't there? Yeah. Demonstrating something. Because I was suspicious when they were at Waldcliffe, there was, it was a doomsday weapon he was yeah. trying to develop, which mm-hmm. would have, in theory, have taken out airplanes yeah and there's lots and lots of different theories of what it would have been and from what i can make out the nearest we would have to it now would be an em pulse mm, generator yeah, yeah and i thought that was the avenue they were going to go down when i saw that they were will cliff with the town that that they were going to take the spaceship down with yeah. some kind of em pulse and she was going to something similar to that wasn't it in the end for personal reasons, this is going to probably yeah. be on one of my favourite yeah. ones. I mean, mm-hmm. for the way that some people like the Rosa Parks one yeah. or some people like the Indian Petition ones, this is it's one of those who, ones that's it. it's, it's kind of like tweaked my... Mm-hmm. Tweet to my interest and I will like this. Yeah, it was quite good fun. Again, we had another situation where something happened in between scenes. You had the Doctor, Tesla and uh, a Skerritt yep. yeah. running away from his facility and then suddenly on the train. Yeah, that, mm. that jarred a bit. Well, that yeah. all happened there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did wonder better. that myself as well. Could have been better edited. Again, we had a similar thing in the last episode as well. Yeah. Interesting to see all the companions in period costume <laughs> yes. as well. Yes, except for the Doctor. The Doctor didn't I'm sure the Doctor must have some kind of like holographic aura that they put out, a bit like the Master did, a perception film. SCP. Yeah, it did look nice as well. The 1930. I did. I did have to question. I have not. I can't remember what time period did Rory end up in. Oh, they were much later, weren't they? They yeah, were in the 30s. 30s. Because yeah. right. yeah. I did sat there for a minute trying to work out the dates to make sure that. This could actually happen. (laughs) There was the nerd in me, the fan. You've had the the crystal in uh, The Return of Dr. Mysterio. Yeah, he was attempting to... To fix it. Fix the problems in New York. So maybe he did, I don't know. But yeah, this was said explicitly before the Empire State Building. So it's before Muppets of Manhattan. (laughs) It's before Amy and Rory end up there. Yeah, and uh, it looked great. I did wonder where they filmed. Apparently, they filmed it in uh, Bulgaria. Oh, mm. there's a mock-up streets for New York in Bulgaria <laughs> okay. for some reason. But obviously, they got a bizarre a backlot, a film yeah. backlot there yeah. to look like New York. Yeah, so they're getting around Tenerife last week. Yeah, Bulgaria yeah, this yeah. week. Mm. South Africa a couple of weeks before that. They're going to blow the budget. <laughs> yeah. Why did the TARDIS go white? White. Because we've had it yellow. 
Oh, and it's sorry. when it's chilled. It's it when it's chilled. It's happy and yellow. When the doctor's fed up or up and happy, it goes blue. But I noticed when she was providing she was, power. She yeah. was providing power. But while Tessa was in there on her on his own, almost it went white. It's mm. almost like it's neutral without the doctor's influence oh, in really? there. I, I don't know. I took that as it was transmitting power to the the big tower at that point. Yeah, and Tessa was in there while that was happening, while it's charging up the capacitors mm. or whatever the hell it was. I don't know. It's nice that they can now change, change the, the colours of those. Yeah, mm. so it isn't just blue, isn't just orange. You can go yeah, a bit purpley or white or whatever, whatever the mood is. Yeah, yeah. Again, not a uh, classic. I don't think. It's not for me. Not up there with Spyfall, but still really good. Yeah, mm. I enjoyed it a lot, and so will you. <laughs> I'm sure I will. Dear listeners, you've been writing to us. Thank you. Have indeed. Thank, 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Some, some of them have been talking thank to us as well as writing. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. Crazy. Thank you. It's great. Uh, to hear Keith. From Keith. Thank you. Keith. Shh. Shh. Thank, thank you. Right. Kicking off the proceedings, we have one from Katrina. Hello, Hello Katrina. Katrina. She says, "Hi, Staggerers. The head of Pertwee et al. Uh oh. Thanks for the podcast. They are required listening for me and my sanity. <laughs> okay. Your review of Spyfall One and Two was a pleasant break from the horrible bushfire smoke." here in southeastern Australia. Oh, mm. yeah. Thank you for all the good wishes for our safety and for rain. Yeah. Yes, and it is raining, thankfully, now. Well, yes. it's in parts, apparently. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And as for ever, it was so refreshing to hear a review without the anti-Wittaka melodrama. <laughs> that is sadly too common in other parts of fandom. Yeah, I don't understand why. I really don't. Uh, no. Both parts of Spyfall were a welcome surprise to me after the previous season with improved writing. Yes, given more agency and a more classic master. Mm. Oh, yes. I found myself giggling when Stephen Fry was playing C with the same tone and often the same lines of the similar character he voiced in the reboot of Danger Mouse. Oh, yes, that's <laughs> I didn't realise that. I haven't seen any of the new Danger Mouse. I must do that. I also recognise most of the contents of the suitcase of gadgets from Danger Mouse, particularly the laser shoes. <laughs> ah, <laughs> really? Okay. And the Doctor quoted Danger Mouse when she said, we'll talk about this later, <laughs> which is Danger Mouse's regular scold for Penfold and said by the Doctor with exactly the same emphasis that Danger Mouse would use. Oh. <laughs> yeah. One Each last thing. I suspect many viewers haven't yet caught on to the big thing that the Master did. Mm. The Master said that he convinced the establishment that aliens didn't exist and he was the only authority on aliens. That's true, yeah. Yeah. In other words, the Master justified and possibly arranged unit's abolition. Mm. Ah. Hopefully we'll hear more about that later in the season. Keep smiling. Cheers. Katrina in Australia. Thank you, yeah. Thank you, Katrina. Picked up on that, yeah. interesting. Um, Also something else we haven't picked up on. What was that? (gasps) Hello. Hello, 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 Yes, to Katrina and all our other listeners in Australia, continue to take care. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Hopefully, definitely, yes. We'll pass the worst of it. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. We have one here from Naya. Hello, Naya. Naya. Hello, staggering storytellers, and Happy New Year. Thank you, and you. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm holding off on commenting on the plot until it's over. So I suspect that we may be slightly, slightly less. One Slimy. may have accidentally missed the last podcast. Sorry, yes. Naya. Sorry, Naya. But we're addressing that now. We're addressing that. But first impressions of this season. Mm-hmm. The new theme sounds like a dirge. She didn't like it last year, so or the other year. It hasn't changed much, has it? No. I think. The new credits look both obscene <laughs> and decaying. Bring back the clocks. <laughs> I quite liked the clocks. 
The new console looks like an electric spider in a dark cave. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, when you look at the first, I, I, they're now lighting it up better when you get into bit, have a better view yeah, of it. I can see and, where yeah. she's coming from. It does look kind of like spiderish. And we've now got a top thing as well, which breaks that up mm. a bit. It looks a little less yeah. stonehenge But I did laugh out loud when Stephen Fry picked the wrong person to call the doctor. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Naya. Naya. Yeah. Got a long one from Sandro. Bear with me, and I apologise, and please correct me. Hello, Staggerers. Hi, Hello, Sandro. Hello, Sandro. What a wonderful couple of weeks' entertainment we've had. Can I correct you at that point, then? <laughs> <laughs> First up, Doolittle was awful. Yeah, the new film. I didn't want to say it was unfinished, but it was quite unfinished. Yeah. <laughs> the visual effects were quite clearly rushed. The director was clearly not on set for a lot of it, so much so that they had to bring up a new team for reshoots. Ooh. And Robert Downey Jr.'s performance has to be one of the weirdest decisions anyone's ever committed to. <laughs> Small soundbar. You know he was trying to figure out what accents he was yeah. using. Apparently it's Welsh. I thought maybe Welsh. Scottish, but no, okay. Apparently it is Welsh. Right. It's hard uh, to tell in the trailer. There wasn't much dialogue, no, to be fair. No, no. Why didn't uh, you just use the accent you used in um, Sherlock films? <laughs> I think it's something to do with, uh, was it written by a Welshman? Do I, little or something? I really don't know. I There's really some Welsh know. connection with Doolittle. Is it out over here yet? It's, it's imminent release. Think imminent, so. Yeah. If it is, it's gone out very quietly. <laughs> is it this year's Cats? <laughs> it very may well be. Except, unlike Cats, this film has an awful lot of fart jokes. <laughs> Does that make it better or worse? I'm not quite sure. Depends if you're a snooker player or not. Mm. Right. <laughs> Did you not hear about that? No. Someone set up at the snooker tournament a remote control fart noise machine. <laughs> so they'd all got really tense. It was at the final bit and mm. everyone's very tense. And they let off, remote controlled it and you had this mighty fart burst out. <laughs> <laughs> the commentator was not amused. <laughs> anyway, I diverge. Doctor Who. It seems I seem to be in a minority unless it's a vocal minority taking control of most of the conventions, which happens a lot. I quite liked Orphan 55. Yes. Yeah. I felt it was good. Old-fashioned RTD episode. Yeah. All of the performances were quite good. Mm. I really liked the monster design and things kept moving at a rather brisk pace. Mm. I thought the performances were great in this episode. Ryan and Bella had some fun chemistry. <laughs> Wouldn't have minded if a bunch of the side characters introduced into these two recent episodes stuck around a little bit longer and become multi-episode companions. All the casts have been good. Don't need more companions, surely. (laughs) My only issue with this episode comes right at the end. That final speech and the final shot was so on the nose it made me sneeze. Mm. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. (laughs) Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror What a wonderful name (laughs) Again, another really good episode First up, I thought the title was meant to rhyme If so, it doesn't Maybe if it was Nikola Tesla Tesla and the Night of Terror Tesla and Terror rhyme a bit better then But it makes it Tesla's and it doesn't work But this is an episode title, not a lyric of a song So it doesn't really matter (laughs) I really want to talk about the Scorpion Queen Oh, yeah. On one hand, the creature design was a great throwback to the RTD era, like most things this season. I almost thought it was the same alien race we saw back in The Runaway Bride for a second. So did I when I saw the trailers. So did many people. But saying that, wow, 
They looked bad. Yeah. The CGI scorpions themselves were fine, I guess, but the queen was rough. Mm. It certainly didn't help that every single shot we got of her was a close-up as well. Not only a close-up, but a close-up at a Dutch angle. Mm. What is this, the 90s? I wasn't a fan of it then. But (laughs) perhaps I could excuse the appearance if the performance was good. It reminded me of a student play I saw a few months ago, overacting to the extreme. So, yeah, I thought the villain wasn't very good. Everything else about this episode was great, though. This was a great episode. I really liked it. I must admit, when I saw that performance, I thought, that looks like a very Sarah Jane Adventures character. It wasn't Mm. until after I realised it was played by somebody from Sarah Jane Adventures. (laughs) Maybe it doesn't... got me was the, um, the Scorpions... Were the scorpion multi yeah. multi ten? Why was she the queen humanoid? was bipedal? Yeah, why was she humanoid? I don't know. Well, when you saw her walk through the room, I wasn't overly impressed by the outfit. So I wonder if the close ups were that the actual costuming wasn't it's a bit that kinky. Right. The outfit actually, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was talking to El Presidente over the weekend, recording our top twenty movies of twenty nineteen mm. episode. Plug plug with Reese which should be out by the time this episode airs. You can find it on the link below. Plug, plug. Mm. He may have revealed that you'll be talking about Dracula this episode. I also watched Dracula this past week and also found it quite enjoyable. A little bit rough at first. The opening 30 or so minutes didn't do much for me. But once Klaus... I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Klaus Bang showed up as the title character. I was hooked. He is so good. I love how he's almost playing the master. Mm. He has the same arrogance about him, along with the way he's constantly amused by us weak mortals. (laughs) The sequence at the end of the first episode with him taunting the nuns was excellent. Mm. A huge season highlight for me. The second episode was also marvellous. Loved every second of it until the final cliffhanger. Mm. I'm not sure at first. I was unsure about the direction they went in the third episode, but I think they almost pulled it off. (laughs) My only issue is that final story is how it just peters out once Mark Gatiss shows up. Mm. By the way, I'm so on the fence about that moment. Mm. It's funny, sure, but also such a lazy way to get Dracula out of the situation. Yeah. That's what I was commenting Mm. about. It's also on brand for these two, considering the later seasons of Sherlock. But also, come on, that was the best idea you had? Yeah. (laughs) After that moment, the episode just plods along until it ends in the most Moffat way possible. Dracula is just lonely and sad and doesn't want to live forever. I thought it was a decent ending, if it is the end. If it's not the end and they do another season, then I don't like it. <laughs> really interesting to hear your thoughts on Dracula, though. That was certainly a lot to talk about. Keep up the great show, Sandro. Thank you, Thank you Sandro. He's Thank hit you. it right on the head, that one. Yeah, yeah interesting idea, your lawyer. You know, they're effectively, they're not an official organisation. They, they kidnap Dracula. Mm. Why would a lawyer have any sway at all? Yeah. Just lock up the lawyer, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But... I'm going to publicise your Holding a vampire in a secret underground cover. No, you're not. Uh, Get yeah, in the cell next to him. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. Who's going to believe you? <laughs> Sunday sport. Yep. It is interesting that the people knew of vampires, but clearly they won't know Dracula. Yeah. It's an interesting world. Yeah. When we think of vampires, we think of Dracula. With Dracula. Okay, maybe less so nowadays with uh, Twilight or what have you. But No, we still think of Dracula. Yeah, we do, really. Right, we have some audio feedback. Yeah. Oh. Do we? We do. In fact, we have two. Ooh. Two. Oh. Our cup runneth over. It does. Let's start with the first one that came in, which is from Andy Nunny. Oh, hello. Andy? Hello, 
Andy. Hello, Hello, Pertwee. Hello, Cardboard Groom, Gilded Knobnacker. Hello, Nazi Spock. Hello, Dangerous Churchill. Hello, <laughs> Jabal the Topless Gnome. Hello, all, all the other Carlos and Incarnate and sentient and non-sentient <laughs> beings in Adam's front room and greetings a long time no speak yeah, <laughs> anyway I thought I'd have a chat with you about um, a few things going on recently first of all new shows Doctor Who okay. now yeah. my mind she's very definitely the word thing you'd have to use to describe what's going on here there seem to be those who hate it those who love it and generally very few in between. Now, I'm definitely on the side of the lovers. I, I am thoroughly enjoying it. I thought the first yeah. episode of Skyfall was, well, it wasn't. It was a James Bond romp, but we've had things like this before where there's been um, not parodies, but uh, almost impressions of something else. And it worked very well. It was a bit light-hearted, quite a bit of fun. Yeah. Mm. And then we had the second episode. The lovely Dawn actually watched that with me and saw him again and said, uh, very dark, which I think is good. I think, you know, we could end up with uh, quite a dark doctor. I mean, getting the master Gosh. back as well, I thought was absolutely, really has split things yeah. great down the middle hasn't it yeah. I mean I've read all the things say, oh it's rubbish it's rubbish it's rubbish and other people saying yeah I'm really enjoying it I mean I say yeah. again I thoroughly enjoyed it it was classic base under siege yep. the script mm. moved along there's a lot going on so for once all the companions had different things to do the guests had different things to do it was a bit as I've said in other feedback a bit like uh, 10 um and then there were none. I've got to make sure I use the literary title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it down. So you don't know what did happen to Cain and the daughter. No. Uh, you know, obviously the father and son got away. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was well done. You've got a monster who you never know may well come back. I did guess just before the reveal that it was Earth. I thought perhaps it might be London underground, not um, not the Russian underground. Yeah. Yeah. But then to throw back to uh, McCoy there, I think with the political thing, you've got to throw back to some of the Baker ones. You've got to turn, you've got to throw back to Green Death. And it's what people say, yeah. oh, the Doctor preaching is political correct agenda no it's not <laughs> it's what doctors have done the doctors always talked about choice about actions about doing the right thing about if you see the warning about the environment things like that it's this has happened this is not new no. so sorry you know people are complaining about the woke agenda and it's a word i hate <laughs> well, actually yeah. so sorry you're talking word. complete and not a <laughs> so yeah I'm enjoying it talk about a couple of other things as well his dark materials now I've read the books um, got all of them I haven't started a new set just yet but no. I thoroughly enjoyed those and I saw the film yeah you're right that was dreadful I've also <laughs> got CDs they did on BBC Radio 4 um, three one and a half hour plays got those and this I thoroughly enjoyed you're right there were bits that missed out what surprised me was how much I could actually remember of what was coming up ah. I thought Daphne Keane is for a very very young woman is an excellent actress I mean yeah. she Really, times she's been a bit of a brat, but then you know she's got about thirteen, I suppose. You know, in the story, so you know, why shouldn't she? And think what's been thrown into. Mm. I thought the um, Egyptians very, very well played. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I do remember a lot about mm-hmm. those. And you think, Great yeah, the way they were portrayed, the people they used to to play them, I think was a very, very good selection. Mm. The the way they're the demons. Again, he's good. I think it's a, a good use of CGI. There are CGI, some bit of real-life action in there as well. But it, it works very well, and it really just mm. takes you along with it. Yeah. Mrs. Coulter, Ruth Wilson, by God, she's mm-hmm. learning to isn't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is so good. Now, I think that, that's that's absolutely inspired choice there as well. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I've I, I watched the Jenny in two episode bursts. I just get, because it's having Storm again and the way I work and things <laughs> like that, I just get so many times to watch TV during the week. I tend to sort of catch up and mad rushes, so that's what mm. I did with this. So, thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm really glad to see it in the second series of it mm-hmm. to mm. take it forward, and uh, I'm looking forward to starting on the second set of books. I've got them, I've got the original ones I want to read, they're all up in the loft at the moment, so I've got to try and find out where they are in amongst about the thousands or so books we've got buried up there in magazines well, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Houses, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, let's not go there. <laughs> and what other things I've been watching? Well, 
we had the War of the Worlds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> I would love to say the War of the Worlds. And I really want to say the War of the Worlds is tightly scripted, really good, really enjoyable. But it wasn't. <laughs> it was rubbish. <laughs> anyway, have fun, folks. And no doubt we'll speak to you sometime soon. Take care, folks. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, not many fans of that poor series. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I think it's a sort of like, it's a spotlight. If it's inside the spotlight, it's the story. It's apparent how far you can push it out of that spotlight mm, yeah. before it stops See. becoming the story. Yeah. See, I'm not a lone voice in the world. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely not a lone voice in the world. <laughs> I've just been, uh, I say rereading, I've actually listened to the audiobook version of the first uh, Dark Materials, which yeah, is what? Uh, um, no, uh, Northern no, Lights. Golden Compass. Northern Lights. Oh, the Northern Lights, yeah. the second book lot. No, first book. Golden Compass is the American name for it. Yeah. There's a really good version where Philip Pullman narrates it and yeah. you've got actors Doom. doing all the dialogue. Oh. It's really good. I hadn't read it in years and I'd forgotten quite how bratty and mm. how horrible... Uh, oh, she is here, Lyra. Yeah. Yeah. Lyra is terrible, a terrible person. Yeah, she isn't quite that bad in the TV version. She's all fun, you know, fun for it. Right. Any more feedback? One last bit of feedback then. Whoa! Oh, from somebody called Reese. Who? Never heard of him. Who's that? Hello, Staggerers. Hello, hello Reese. And hello, Terence. And hello, Cardboard <laughs> Gunhilda Nobnacker. And Cardboard Clara. Hello, Siobhan the Naked Garden Gnome. Hello, Dangerous Churchill. Hello, the lot of you. And there is a lot of you. But hello, everybody. I hope you're all doing very well. Thankfully, I am doing okay. And thank you for your kind words last time regarding, you know, my current situation. There were a few scary days recently, but things have improved. In fact, today we had rain bucket down in my area. The whole country is not experiencing, obviously, because it's a big place. But my area certainly did get it. And in fact, I had to be out in it at work in the early hours of the morning this morning. But then thankfully, after I'd done that one little task, I was inside again. But yes, good change for some areas of the country, which uh, was very much needed. And like I said, thank you very much for the uh, the shout out and the kind words. Very much appreciated. Alrighty, so this time round, uh, we're getting into the swing of things with a new season of Doctor Who. And I'm going to jump right into it because I've got two episodes to talk about, both of which I've only seen once. One because I literally saw it 20 minutes ago on my view after I got home from work. And the other one because, well, I didn't hate it. Certainly not as much as a, a lot of the Doctor Who fan community. Ooh, but yeah. I just couldn't be inspired to watch it again. So okay. for some reason, by the way, here on the ABC, they showed uh, the New Year's Day episode, the first episode of the season, on Thursday, which was uh, the 1st of January. And unlike in the UK, where you guys got it the Sunday after that, we didn't. So it's been on Thursday ever since then. Oh, really? But becoming available on iView on Mondays, which is how I watched this episode yeah. today. The most yeah. recent one, the Nikola Tesla one. So it's kind of irritating, but it does kind of give me, it lets me watch it on a Monday on iView catch-up service, or in this case, the watch first service. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I kind of also sit down on a Thursday evening and, and watch it. But I just... Couldn't be bothered with Orphan 55, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. I will say I was actually catching up on some movies to add to the list of films that Adam, Indeed. <laughs> Sandra and myself reviewed on a podcast episode that I'm we not did. Sure if I we had to re-record it. That bought me some time to watch some more movies. I'm not sure I've mentioned But about the episode yeah. itself, I really didn't mind it. Uh, I thought it started off really strongly, possibly went downhill after the good start. Um, I loved the bits at the beginning with Ryan being infected by the Hopper virus yeah. and the, <laughs> yeah. the kind of illusions he was having, <laughs> hallucinations even. 
But, you know, that, that sort of thing was a lot of fun. The Doctor was very Doctory, I thought. In fact, she I think great. she's getting more yeah. and more Doctory yes. with every episode she's in. Yeah. And I don't necessarily mean Jodie's performance. I mean the writing's also starting yes. to make she's her seem like her do. own Doctor, which, yeah. Yeah. which is something I've been asking for for a while, and it's finally happening. So I, I really didn't mind it. I thought it was good. It fell victim to something that a lot of the episodes are weirdly falling victim to, despite the fact that they have so many characters in the TARDIS, but they write a lot of incidental characters. And you shouldn't do that if you've got such a big TARDIS team. It's odd. Mm. And I've, I thought Chibnall was the only one who did that because he likes a really big cast to write for. Mm. He's pretty good at it. But it happens at the expense of the main characters. Yeah. And uh, Ed Heim, was it Ed Heim who wrote that one? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, who wrote Orphan 55, did the same thing. And I don't think you could do that if you have that many characters in the TARDIS. That's why these characters are feeling underserved because they literally are. But yeah. either way, I quite liked the characters, except for the old lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah just hearing, Benny, yeah. Benny, <laughs> over and over again got really quite annoying. It but did. Other than that, I, I quite liked it. It was an okay episode. I don't have too much to say about it. Uh, I guess I could address the fact that I didn't think the message was any more or less heavy-handed or on the nose than a lot of other stories. One that was more on the nose, but worked so much better, I will say, the execution of it was better, was in the Zygon inversion. Because mm. at the time, ISIS had just committed one of their acts of terrorism, yeah. and the world was responding, and Stephen Moffat and, was that Steve Thompson who wrote it with him? Anyway, the other author, the other writer, sorry, sure. who, who wrote that episode with him, that was their response to it. That amazing speech from Capaldi yeah. was their response yeah. to it. And that was even more on the nose for me than this, but it was done better, I think. Not comparing the performances, just a different sort of execution. Yeah. It helps that he was addressing an enemy and yeah. belittling an enemy and also talking down to humans when they were behaving badly, whereas, you know, this is like it's like preaching to the choir, I suppose. Mm. But I didn't it's mind the it. The thing that was on the nose for me was the final shot. We didn't need that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we kind of got the picture that we spent the whole episode seeing what we'd become. We didn't need to cut to a monster going... <laughs> but other than that, you know... It's not too bad. No. But moving on, because I thoroughly enjoyed Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror more. <laughs> it was just a lot more fun. It had a better pace. Uh, yep. The characters, they did introduce a fair few other ones, but the main characters got a fair bit to do, which was good yep. uh, in comparison. I don't think these characters ever get as much as Amy or Rory, for example. No. Even poor old Mickey, who, again, was a bit of a doormat in his first <laughs> couple of episodes, but he always got more to do when he was there, I feel like. And I don't want to complain that there are too many companions in the TARDIS. I think they could do it, but they just need to live up to the challenge that they've set themselves by having so many. I really think yeah. you can make it work. Yeah. Just work harder to do that. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. And the villains, I don't know, aesthetically they reminded me of the Ragnos. I yeah. think maybe they fell in, fall into that problem that last season had of very generic villains. But I still had a blast watching it. It was a really good episode. I haven't got my thoughts completely thought out because, like I said, I've only watched it once, and that was about 20 minutes ago. I'm still digesting it, but <laughs> I thought the music was great. There are lots of different takes on the TARDIS theme, which we've heard a, we heard a few times last season, and we're hearing it again now. That action theme has made a comeback, which I love. It's a really good piece of music, and there was a good take on it. The Doctor's theme comes in every now and again. I'm more of a fan of pieces like that than the kind of, and I mentioned it last time when the, the white glowy creatures from the premiere appeared, but it's just kind of like a whole lot of high notes on strings and it just becomes a bit of a clutter. Mm. And I get the effect. It does work, but I'm just not, it's not something you want to listen to. Whereas I love no. even just the beginning of the episode with Tesla addressing the crowd. There's a beautiful piece 
which features a cello really prominently with mm. strings and other instruments playing notes behind it, but it has a bit of a solo from a cello, and it's just really nice sounding. And uh, Sagan Akinola is really good at including those and writing in little pieces like that. So, yeah, I just I really liked this one. Uh, two yeah. things, though, that I had issue with. One minor one doesn't ruin the story, but it was a bit silly how loose that chain was on the train. Yeah, you thought it'd be under tension. That was yeah. how you're pulling the other cart, but she exactly. was waggling it about. Mm. Why didn't she just shoot it with a Silurian gun? Also, nice reference to Silurians. A nice, nice fact that these guys stole from a whole lot of yeah. um, different people. I really like that. Yeah. But the execution of how she detached one train carriage to the other was a bit sloppy. To end up with the <laughs> and then something else I wasn't too keen on. Why didn't these guys know about Tesla? Don't they teach that in Sheffield? <laughs> you know, Don't they teach it anywhere? Most people, no. well, a lot of people know about Tesla. A lot of people know about the quote-unquote relationship, the rivalry is a better word, uh, between Tesla and Edison. So why didn't these guys? Uh, wow. Hadn't seen odd, the film. <laughs> um, make them dumb so you can explain to kids watching what's going on. And that's kind of one of my problems with this era. I think they've got to really kind of figure out the balance a bit better because they come up with really good monsters, really good storylines or premises that are quite scary and really scarily shot and the tone is really intense. But then the stories are almost holding you by the hand and leading you to the answer, leading you to the resolution. And that's a bit weak for me and it's it feels odd that you'll have very scary monsters and then uh, a, a childish kind of note at the end which i've got to admit it's a very it is a family show and i think maybe even though i love the moffat era especially the capaldi era and season five is a really special part of matt smith's era but the capaldi era got really kind of because he did got kind of dark and cynical about the world uh, the character did mm -hmm. and so it reflected in the story and the writing and i like that but it got far more mature. It aimed for maybe the teens and the adults, as opposed to this, which is maybe including the actual kids watching it, which I think I'm just going to, you know, grin and bear it for now because there'll be another uh, executive producer that comes on and will emphasise the horror or whatever. There are different eras of the classic series where people say, oh, that's the Gothic era, that's yeah. a very science-based mm. era, that's the educational era where it all started sort of thing. And it had bits of scariness in there. I mean, obviously we've got the Daleks in the second story, so. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll just I'll grin and bear it because that's Radiation. the thing about Doctor Who. We'll change eventually, yeah. even if yeah. we're stuck with this guy it for seven does. years, which I doubt we will be stuck with Chibnall for seven years. But, you know, it will change again, and that's okay. So I'll just grin and bear it. And there will be good episodes. And this was one of them. I really did like it. It was It was good fun. And just to wrap up just quickly... I would just like to thank you all, especially Keith and Adam, who I think uh -oh. first mentioned it. Oh, but uh, thanks to you guys, I Not checked out The Rivers of London and went and oh, borrowed yeah. it from oh, the yes. library. Yes. And thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. Great characters, great pace. I love a good pace, a quick read. Not a small books per se, but something no. that just yeah. chugs along nicely. And yeah, these books, books certainly do. I'm currently about a quarter of the way through the Moon Over Soho, and mm. it's very good. Ben Aronovich is yep. a great writer. Yes. And exactly. uh, on that note, Gene, I agree with you about Battlefield. Really good story. <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of books, this is something that uh, Adam and I talked about, actually, when we did the podcast. Indeed. Sandra and I. Again, plug, plug. <laughs> Sorry to use this. It's just did a you do a podcast? <laughs> I would like to recommend, because we talked about how he'd like to cover more books on the show, but it's harder to get books read by everyone yeah. than it is to watch mm. a 45 minute episode of Doctor Who or a two hour movie so yeah, the logistics yeah. of it are difficult but maybe not to review on the podcast but just to read I'd very much like to recommend the book Zeros by the author Chuck Wendy which is something I checked out because uh, Chuck wrote a trilogy of books set before 
Force Awakens and after Return of the Jedi, and I think they were released in the build-up to Force Awakens, so they're a number of years old now. Aftermath. But yeah. I got the first one. I haven't read it yet because I know the Star Wars universe, I kind of know the general tone and feeling, but I, I wanted to know Chuck's style of writing. So I mm. went and borrowed one of his books from the library, and this was excellent. It's uh, described as a thriller, a kind of techno-thriller type thing, and the basic story is about five hackers who are taken in by the uh, US authorities and offered either a long jail term because they're hackers and they've committed crimes or just a year's worth of service to the American government. Mm. And they're given certain tasks, very uh, espionage-esque type tasks for the government. And they unravel a bit of a mystery. And the mystery is where it really amps up. And the the story's good with just that uh, simple premise because the characters are really stand out. You've got someone who uh, is from the American South. You've got someone who's from basically the hood, so an African-American boy. You've got someone who immigrated to America from Iraq. Was it Iraq? Mm -hmm. Anyway, you have an Arab character um, who's immigrated to the US, but she, her... um, form of hacking was to get information about what was going on at home during the war and help the resistance. So that's why she was arrested. You've got someone who was part of Vietnam, the Vietnam War. He felt betrayed by the American government and then kind of just wanted to support things like WikiLeaks and all of that to bring them down. He became, what's the term for that? There was a term and I've forgotten it. But anyway, he he just, he he became very cynical (laughs) because of everything he witnessed and was told to do. And then you've got a, basically an online troll who does a lot of uh, funny, uh, Funny stuff, but also quite serious stuff. And she is where a lot of the humour comes from. I don't want to ruin one of my favourite jokes, but there are lots of pop culture references there. No. Um, and I thoroughly recommend reading it. That that premise sounds interesting enough, yeah. but I think it steps up a notch from that when the mystery starts to unfold. So definitely check that out. Thoroughly recommend it. And then I'm going to read the Star Zeros. Wars books, and hopefully I can recommend his Star Wars books and his take on Star Wars. Mm. So yes, Zeros by Chuck Wendig. Mm. Worth a look. Mm. Also, he's worth a follow on Twitter. He's really... Quite interesting. Yeah. All right, so I've just hit a, a very long point in this feedback. I'm going to have to cut this down hugely. But I'll just say thank you very much for the recommendations for uh, reading the Peter Grant, Rivers of London, well, you. whatever you yeah, want to call them you. series. Keep up the wonderful work on the show, and I'll leave feedback next time, probably with further thoughts of Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror hmm. and whatever the next episode's called. I'm not going to say it because I actually do know what it's called, but it has a spoiler in it, not yeah. dissimilar to the Sontaran stratagem, something like that. <laughs> yeah. It gives away the villains that are in it. Although by the time this is out, you might have seen it. Anyway, I'm just playing it safe. By the time you hear this, you won't have done. So yeah, Adam, you're safe. <laughs> Unless you've read the title. Anyway, see you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. And one thing Reese was saying about how did they not know who Tesla was, I felt the same about the Indian partition. Mm. Well, yeah. indeed. Yeah, I hadn't I think, heard about Tesla until probably about 15 years ago. Or yeah, like I think yeah. it really depends on what you are interested in and that kind of stuff. I mean, we've had Tesla coils at the pumping station and people go to me, oh, is that something to do with the cars? Yeah. And mm. it, yeah, it's not something that is widely Indoor, educated. Mm. No. Like the Indian partition is yeah. a and um, if you are going to do the Tesla episode next uh, episode, Reese, please, it's Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. <laughs> do we go home now? And does poor Adam get to sit there and go, I have to actually put all of this three hours of recording into some semblance. Only three nights to edit it. This is going to be Ooh. a bit of a manic one. Yeah. It's going to be a bad week. But okay. <laughs> right. We've waffled. You should, have, you should have told us off. <laughs> and so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but never fear. In the next one, there'll be more of the same. More fun frivolity and jollity. More who all and new. Oh, God. More news and reviews. Tea for Tesla. So until that... Terrific. Titillating. Tumultuous. Tumescent. Tantalising. Teasing. Tango. Tumbles. Temptingly. Towards us. This is me, Crumbly, saying, missing you. Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye-bye. Where's my tea? You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 333, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Gene Riddler and Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and do not necessarily represent the other speakers or the sites. This has been an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. This is the uh, vast toffee, MN and... Mm. Okay, just... <laughs> so I just had a brain fart there. <laughs> Farty brain. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> <Okay>. <coughs> we have when I get fi- find find the ruddy thing. <laughs> That's it. Wakey wakey. I couldn't find it. The bit that made it go bigger. That's my problem. <laughs> all my life. It's if, been my problem too. If you don't know by now, you know. <laughs> Thirty-three and a third, maybe. On for the record. I'll just clean my glasses. My vision's fogging up a bit. <laughs> Vision is impaired. He cannot see. Mm. Warning! Warning! Aim for the eye stalk. <laughs> So we've got <coughs> two Doctors and Dracula. Do we want to sandwich Dracula between two Doctors? <laughs> oh, a who sandwich? <laughs> oh, Adam, you've got the Maladorian, um, Funko. Yeah, the Mandalorian is up there somewhere. Mm. Next to uh, Thrawn or somewhere up there. I got him, yeah. yeah. yeah I was going to get you out for your birthday. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good That's a while off now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't go for Christmas, so. All right. It's something we're going to have to do a, a watch and a review over at some point in time. I don't know when we review it. Mm. Yeah. Do we wait till April when it's out here? In which case, everybody's watched it months mm. ago by that point. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. One, one little <laughs> podcast. Not count, count. Two, two podcasters. <laughs> three, <laughs> three podcasters. <laughs> I can still do the affirmation for giving a written or sworn in statement a call. <laughs> I said it so many times in my life. <laughs>